Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up this Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishment, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor it's Hello everybody, and welcome back to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for But we're bringing it to you anyways I am your host, Dylan Reed Miller And I'm Caroline Fulford, first timer on A Talking Cast Hey, welcome! <laughs> we're so glad to have you Thank you so much, I'm privileged, honored lucky and today is the live in new york episode oh yeah coming at you from bedsty and perhaps the lamest thing that has ever come out of a collaborative project in bedsty <laughs> <laughs> but proud of it anyway yes uh for those of you following along at home uh today is episode 73 which means it's minute 72 which goes from an hour 1201 to an hour 13 and this minute is the Stockfest party. Yes. Oh my goodness. I, I have to say, as much as that might you might think that wouldn't give us a lot of material, I was very relieved and I felt honored again to see that we got this overwhelmingly stock footage minute. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um, because I had a couple of thoughts onto the purpose of this film, um, both rhetorically and just as background noise, because I think that is mostly what this movie is. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, just in the, the sort of the music and the sort of mutedness of the dialogue, we get a good picture of exactly the kind of minivan that this movie would be played in the backseat of. <laughs> During a long family car trip where the parents just don't want to hear, like, cartoon shrill voices or anything or, like, loud music. Like, the volume can just be turned down on this movie and not much is lost. So I think that that's where we're placing this film in the canon, I guess. I can imagine that, honestly. (laughs) I took a lot of really long car trips as a kid because my mom's parents live in southern oregon and i'm from seattle oh, wow, which okay. is like a solid eight hour drive <laughs> and we would do that in one day so we never we didn't have a van with screens in the back mm-hmm. but like i identify with that need for everyone to shut up and stop yeah or just like i don't know if you've ever like babysat or like taking care of kids or whatever but like you would be surprised how annoying just like having something on in the house is like when when like cartoon voices are just like played to the top and there's just like blasting music like I thought of that like Louis C.K. bit where like he's talking about how kids TV is just like colors and anger in your face the whole time so I think maybe uh David DeCoteau made this movie in response to a parent's overwhelming need to have something to just be like the the Netflix fireplace movie of children's entertainment. Do we know if he has kids? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I hope so. I hope I hope every interaction he has with his kids are as hollow and wooden <laughs> as any of the interactions that happen that happened in this movie. Uh, so, 
All right. Yeah, because so I can imagine it coming from a place of, like, please stop. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I made this just for you, kids. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or just, like, I mean, this is a general comment of the movie, but, like, the, the whole movie reminded me of seeing uh, Ratatat at Bonnaroo, where the visuals that were playing in the background of the concert were, like, Sears family photos that would slowly that would slowly morph through Ooh. the show so you would just see these like very like middle american looking like smiling people mm-hmm. happy faces and then suddenly their faces would just like morph into like frowns and like looks of horror and stuff like that so i feel like this movie, like, every take is, like, a second or two too long. <laughs> like, there's just, like, dead silence at, at every, like, before the many dissolves that happen. And I feel like just in that extra second, like, someone's just going to snap. And, like... <laughs> this, this movie is the filmic equivalent of that. Yeah, just, exactly. As just it like, goes on, you're like, no. It's <laughs> this low level of just unsettling, like, <laughs> dead air. It's actually, a, a, like, a, an American beauty commentary. <laughs> it's a plastic bag of a movie. That's oh. what we're talking about here. So, uh, are we going to get into the meaty yes. plot of this minute? Yes, okay. let's go ahead and do that. So, uh, this minute comes in context context of uh, the various families searching the woods for uh, Duffy's collar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we start with a waterfall, uh, which Darren has noted it's about eight, eight <laughs> seconds long. Yes. Of just water. Eight, eight full Mississippis on this waterfall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, actually, I think that might be where the camera pans down, like, almost to the pond. And I was hoping for just, like, an underwater shot, like, through the whole pond and re-emerging through the other side. But it cut away at the last second. I feel like that'd be giving the cinematography too much oh, okay. Like, well, yeah. some of it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, there's a few shots we've been like, oh, that's honestly not bad. But <laughs> anything as cool as that, I'm yes, pretty sure, exactly. is beyond the scope of this film. And this is like the four lovers minute, I feel like. Like this is the midsummer sort of oh, yeah. yeah, moment of these two couples coming together, uh, united by their search of the collar. Uh, Trent and Chris are are star couple. And right. it has been noted on a previous minute that we think Tina and Franny could have something. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> they had a hug outside the poorhouse and we were like, Hey, <laughs> Let's get some fen slashing yes, here, too. Yes, exactly. Uh, next, we have another shot. This one is the forest. As you, as we would expect With from this pond. point. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it is Tina and Trent, the twins, uh, walking through the forest, kind of, but it looks like there's a path behind them or something. Mm-hmm. So not very deep into the forest. They're not really rugged outdoorsy types, right. apparently. Yeah. And Tina goes, if it works, I'll never be mean to you again. And Trent goes, sure you will. Yeah, I mean, I know that this is, like, they're siblings, and I know this is supposed to be, like, a light, like, sibling moment, Mm -hmm. but... I don't know, like, this is, I guess this is more of, like, a macro complaint, just because I only have one sibling, and it's a boy, and I feel like so few media get right that relationship, mm-hmm. especially, like, beyond, like, a four- to five-year-old, like, toddler perspective, so the whole, like, Tina and Trent, like, she's mean, and he just sort of takes it, I guess, most <laughs> of the time, um, so I guess this collar is just draws them together. It encircles them, if you will. Duffy is the uniting force of all. Oh my gosh. All living of energies course. in the universe just converge <laughs> on Duffy. Mm-hmm. And he just she just sits there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The laziest cat in the yeah. world. I mean, that makes sense. Like centers of gravity draw things in. Right. So, you know. 
to a completely immovable point. Yes, that is Duffy is a, a solid fixed point <laughs> in time and space. He's the event horizon of this yes. of this movie. I yes. would say that. And then they kind of like awkwardly walk, like in like not quite into the camera, but it's like really awkward to look at. They just kind of like come at you <laughs> and then go to the side, and you're like. Why are you so close to the camera now? Yeah. Well, it could be it could be a moment of just cinematic realism because they're both kind of like looking out of the shot in the same way mm-hmm. like you do in conversation, I guess. Like you're sure. both you're both looking past each other the whole time. No one looks each other in the face. <laughs> you're both walking in the same direction and the camera just has to step out of your way, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But the framing just annoyed me, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then we get a shot of some trees. Which is fun. Right. And it pans down very slow. It, it establishes a time of day that this entire movie, I guess, took place. It took, <laughs> it's just like, it's a it's a very two o'clock kind of movie. Yeah, except sense. for that one shot that has all the weird blue filters on it. To yeah, I mean, it's, it's purgatorial in nature, <laughs> yes. I would say that. Uh, and it's like a fenced off, like, big old drum of... I don't know. It looks like the nuclear waste that yeah. caused a talking cat to happen. Fuck, oh, did I know? It it reminds me of the um the thing in Time Crimes. If you've ever seen that movie, it's like not. the place where all the time travel happens is like this horrifying silo. Yeah. Honestly, there's no like context for this. Like, why is it here? What is this? No trespassing. But yeah, don't that's, don't trespass, that's real. guys. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but like, why? Exactly. Like that's honestly so weird to me. This has no oops. <laughs> to me it's kind of ominous. Like a lot of this movie again, this movie is just kind of ominous to me. Like yeah. is there a moment where someone's just going to break from all the dead air and establishing shots? Like as if the characters are going through the sort of slow breaking of of <laughs> sanity that we are when we watch this movie. Their souls just degrade yeah, and crumble. Exactly. They do the uh Indiana Jones thing where they're just like no. <laughs> they're like, nope, we're done now. The eyeballs just like collapsing, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, it is a really scary kind of like there are too many establishing shots in this film, but most of them are kind of nice to look at, at least. Right, yeah. again, like, it's that Netflix fireplace movie kind of yeah. experience. And then there's this fucking thing. <laughs> there's nothing in this film that implies that this should be here. Yeah. Besides, as the aforementioned, nuclear waste that Duff- Duffy has fallen into to give him superpowers <laughs> or whatever. But, oh, like... Boy. I just don't understand it at all. There's like barbed wire. It's really scary. <laughs> I mean, it might that might be the, what gives him a sort of a light buzz throughout this whole movie, mm. you know. Oh yeah, this is where I thought that the camera was going to go underwater for a second. We get a really uh Darren wobbly. is drunken. Yeah, it's, it's wobbly as hell. They needed some steady cam on that <laughs> shit. Uh panning across the like lake. Yeah. Um pond? I don't know. It doesn't really look big enough to be a lake, honestly, right. but it's fine. Uh and then we get uh, Franny and Chris walking in. I think that's kind of the same place. It looks like they just walked off the road. Or yeah, something? there's like the yeah. same road that was yeah. behind Trenton and okay. Tina. It's like right here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Chris and Franny, Franny with her uh, lovely bow tie necklace. Yes. Uh, and cool dress. Uh, and Chris wearing his, you know. General he definitely has there. like a McLovin vibe, like a po- oh like God. a post super bad. I actually saw him on the street the other day. I saw oh. Christopher Mintz Plass on the street, and That's he cool. he actually still he actually looks kind of like that, like a cleaned up McLovin. So good for you, Christopher Mintz Plass. 
but um but yeah this is this is the scene where uh his heterosexuality is confirmed once and for all they hold hands and share a lingering look so any any tension from the pool scene or just and by lingering look i mean that he says duffy comma he's special And, and for- he he may as well have said comma in that moment. Like it's <laughs> it's it's about yeah. He's special. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Franny. Yeah, Franny asks him what's going on. He says Duffy, he's special. Franny goes, "You are too." Yeah, man. Way to pick it up, girl. Like yeah. That she must have read that in uh, what do they call those like those pickup handbooks or whatever. Oh, for, for the yeah. uh, PUAs, the yeah. pickup artists. If if ever you're in the company of someone who calls a cat special, you should say that he is too. So, yeah. dating advice. Yes, exactly. Dylan and Caroline. <laughs> they stop and hold hands. You know, straight boys are pretty easy. I'm sure if PUA <laughs> works the other way around, it would be really easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and probably less predatory and terrifying, honestly. Yeah. I mean, this is a very, maybe it's, maybe this movie is also designed to be, as much as it is kind of neutered in its like, depiction of heterosexuality especially it is sort of like maybe it's an intro moment to kids like see you can just you can just hold hands with someone and talk about a cat you don't have to like you don't have to make it too serious just go slow true, ro- true romance yeah. just holding hands talking about cats yeah. i mean it doesn't sound like a terrible relationship to me honestly yeah, right i mean yeah that's that's what all good relationships are built on like shared it's love cats. of shared love of or a cat the most special cat duffy Right, so that's, you know, that's kind of, we've won the day. Heterosexuality has won the day in this moment, yeah. um, this minute, rather. And uh, heterosexuality, gay feelings exactly, once and for all. right. And heterosexuality, of course, mirrored by a harmonious girl-boy sibling relationship in a way that it's a parallel that I'm sure they did not think through when they were making this this single minute of, uh, of cinema magic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't consider it in a minute by minute. <laughs> oh no! Well, that's that's how this movie was meant to be watched. I, yeah. oh, just yeah. minute, literally isolated minute by isolated minute over a course of weeks. So, did you have any other thoughts? About yeah. This minute? Uh, final thoughts about this minute. The most outstanding moment of this minute for me was the really creepy tank, <laughs> which is why I talked about it for way longer okay. than I probably no, should it's, have. It's cool, but I don't know. I like the idea of Duffy as a superhero, and I would like to. Petition Marvel to include him in the... I mean, Captain America 3 already has, like, every Avenger in it. So let's just <laughs> yeah. throw Duffy in there. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I... Honestly, I was about to mention, is this the first episode that'll come out after Avengers 2? I'm not really sure. Okay. Well, if so, I don't think it's been discussed in previous episodes. But, like, as I was watching other scenes from the movie and noticing the sort of, like, muted dialogue of Duffy and his just sort of free associative in an underpass kind of like (laughs) hanging out in a corner telling women they should smile kind of uh tone of voice Mm -hmm. i for some reason this thought came to me like totally uncalled for that i really want a version of avengers where every jarvis line is redubbed with eric roberts as duffy like i yeah exactly (laughs) like i mean jarvis i mean before this current movie spoiler alert but um He's just kind of there to be like blandly informative most of the time. So I feel like if you replace that with Eric Roberts, just kind of like skeezing on Pepper, <laughs> yeah, or just being like, t- or you, or just you just hear from like across the room, just like Tony, 
Tony, like not not Mr. Stock or anything like that. I Tony, feel like, back that ass up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would that would lend like there would be a sort of a, a a sort of sitcom quality to Tony Stark's house. I think with Eric Roberts as Duffy as Dar- as Jarvis that we're all really missing out on by this not being a real thing. So, I mean, that's my contribution to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, please send your letters uh, to Marvel, <laughs> ask them to make it a reality. Uh, well, I think that is it for this minute of A Talking Cast. Yes. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you. I'm, again, very privileged to be part of this ongoing project. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Talking Cast. If you'd like to stay up to date with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, at A Talking Cast, like us on Facebook, or... Find new episodes of the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. All right, see y'all next time. Bye! Minute by minute, that's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin. That was episode 73 of A Talking Cast. Your host was Dylan Reed Miller with guest host Caroline Fulford. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. So, if you're trying to pick someone up, talk about Duffy. Yeah. Tell them about this movie. Be like, come watch this film with me. Yeah, come to my house. <laughs> watch this weird movie. <laughs> and then we can talk about the deep, deeper meanings yeah. of Duffy the Talking Cat. Or just, yeah. Just what go... he represents to us as humans. <laughs> or the fact that there is a podcast <laughs> devoted to every minute of this movie. Yes, Perhaps, yes. Perhaps that's the first thing you should lead please, with. Please tell people you pick up in bars about our podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is such a turn on. Oh my gosh. Clearly.